If you've been injured in a car accident, call Pound Law from your cell phone. Morgan & Morgan. And now, now, it's the Mike Calter Show. back at the station for those of you guys who don't know so uh every once in a while galvin will make carmen play slayer or something and carmen goes it's too early for this and she gets very nervous it's very scary uh, so it's a little generation kill let me die let me make this a little out of carmen is he cursing is he cursing this no all right let me hear it <laughs> Talk to Rob, he's the sweetest guy ever. Uh, Rob Dukes from Generation Kill and Exodus is here. Jeff Dye is here. I love, this is my favorite part of doing this, is when two guys who have nothing to do with, e- get with each other are on together. It always makes the best uh, radio. There's a good overlap with music and comedy, though, right? Right. You right. Comic on, open for you? I love comedy, man. You cannot let a comic open up for Generation Kill, <laughs> because they will turn <laughs> on you yeah, yeah. and oh, murder man. you in a second. No? No way. No way. Like, well, okay, you cannot let a bad comic open up for yeah, a generation. Was, yeah. <laughs> I once opened for a band. It was the worst gig of my life. I asked Dane Cook when uh, the worst gig he ever had was opening for a band. Yeah. Joel McHale, the worst, because uh, just, they just want to see the band. Yeah, Ralphie, Ralphie May said he uh, opened for Nirvana once, and he was like, it was the worst thing ever, best thing, worst thing. Brian Posehn opened for us. He was pull, pull that right up to your mouth. Like, hey. Brian Posehn will open for but us. But Posehn is that kind of, he's, he's, he's a, metal, a guy. metal guy. You know yeah, what I mean? So. Like Jim Florentine could open for you guys. Yeah. Uh, anybody dirty could probably open for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put Mitch Fatel out there, he's getting dragged and crushed no, and beaten yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. I opened for Chingy once, and they was ch- they were chanting his name. They hated me so much. Shut up! And, you know, Chingy, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he was pretty late to the gig, you know? Uh, right. And uh, so they're up there going, stretch, stretch. I go, what do you mean they hate me? They're throwing stretch. things, they're chanting Chingy. How long is that? So uh, I mentioned Ralphie. One time, Ralphie May was performing in Las Vegas. You were there, I think, for this. Uh, Ralphie May was performing in Las Vegas, and Gary Cannon was opening for him. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Gary is a guy who, Crowd Gary's was- got solid 15 minutes for 30 years. He's never changed it, never <laughs> had anything. A little crowd work. And uh, Ralphie was known to take a couple of pills or smoke and get really high and pass out for a while. <laughs> and Gary was on minute 22, freaking out, oh, sure. and nobody could find Ralphie. Has that happened to you? Well, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I was, well, I got paid, like, you know... I got paid very generously because it was like a, you know, it's a music thing. Yeah. So they're like, we'll give you, you know, $10,000. You just go out there, you do 30 minutes in front of Chingy. But I was up there for like 40 minutes, and they hated me at minute five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, after a while, I just I just turned it on too. I was like, what a stupid name, Chingy. Oh, That's uh, a stupid name. Sounds like a racial slur, doesn't it? Uh, and I was just like going, and, and that made him hate me more. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, it was just terrible. But the only funny part was when I got to my green room, uh, I I just sat on the floor. I was like, I don't even deserve to sit on a couch. Right. Just, how low can I get to the earth? Uh-huh. And um, I leaned against the mini fridge. There was a magnet for a suicide prevention line. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little laugh to myself. Like, yeah, that's about right. Yep, I'm that. one step yeah, away. Uh, uh, by the way, I don't even know if I introduced this. is Jeff Dye. Jeff is a friend of the show. And this is Rob Dukes. Rob Dukes is also a friend of the show. First time Rob has been here, though. Uh, because his band Generation Kill is on tour. They're playing at the Brass Mug tonight. Yeah. Nice. Uh, now, listen to me. I was... I was absolutely 100% going tonight. And I tell a lot of people I'm going to go to their show and really have no intention on going, but I was going. Then Bobby 
got me this gig doing comedy with him down in... Two, I'm literally two hours away from here. He ruined it. He ruined it. He he ruined ruined it. He's the ruiner of all things good. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's very sensitive. I yeah. Know, if he hears this, he's going to get I had a cigar for him. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <in> the <room. laughs> uh, Wait, Mike, you're going to do comedy tonight? Is yeah, that, yeah. That's huge. Well, I only usually do it with Bobby because we do a podcast together. And I knew buddies. that, but yeah. I, did, I just didn't know you were doing comedy. So, no, I, I, like, I, I, I know my role. I'm going to host tonight, uh, so I'll go up there, and it's very easy for me to go into my own town and get up on stage and make fun of a couple of people and be like, and now Bobby Kelly. You know That's what I mean? awesome. So, yeah, I want to see that for yeah. sure. I, like, I have yet to go up there and feel like I was up there in front of Chingy. I felt <laughs> comfortable, and then I know when to, when to get out. The last time I hit an absolute... I think it was Mark Norman. Uh, Brian said, hey, Mark Norman's here. Do you want to go up? And I was like, yeah, I'm on a roll now. Let's do this. And I went up there and hit the absolute jackpot. There was a guy that looked like you with a guy that looked like you yeah. and a girl that looked like a combination of both of you. And I was <laughs> like, "What? what's going on here? Are you guys married? And they were like, well, then I go, what? And he's like, well, where?" She was married to the big guy, and then he was bisexual with the other guy. And I was like, this is what Jeez. every comic wow. dreams of when he's up on stage. So it made it very easy for me to just ask them questions. So yeah, that's great. I know my role. I know where I'm at. But I have a great time doing it. I and, love that. Uh, we ne- and we, are, we have a really strong signal that goes really far south, and we never get down there. So anytime I have an opportunity to go far away and do something for our listeners, I love that I'm you're doing to, comedy. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Now, uh, uh, Generation Kill is playing tonight at the Brass Mug. Have you played there before? Are you familiar with it? I played there with, with Exodus uh, a couple years ago. You did? Yeah. Now, is this video of you right now that we're yeah. playing? That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Are you about to jump out there? Nah. It's oh. a wall of death. Sorry. Now, can you explain <laughs> this? Because I keep trying to tell these guys, and they this is something I first learned about when we had Rob on the podcast. The Wall of Death is just like in Germany or something? This is in uh, Hamburg, Germany, and it's about 10,000, 15,000 people doing this Wall of Death right now. Um, I always keep saying, hold, hold. And, and then, like and they then, spread apart a, yeah. a mosh pit. Yeah. I tell this split. side, you're going to kill your, these guys and these guys, you're going to kill those, and then they just go. And then look at that. Look also, at you're really navigating. Yeah. 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 You're, you're like in charge. You're going, you separate yeah. this way, you separate. And then yeah. they all charge each other. And yeah. it, now, do you see? Jeez. Like I've been in the middle of that when <laughs> That's I was insane younger. Insane to me. It is insane. But yeah. there, have you ever done that, Jeff? No. You dude. have to. Do, <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's, because it's, let me tell you, I I started out at uh, a Lollapalooza, but Lollapalooza like with Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam, and it's I was different. like, yeah. it's much different. But I'm in the middle, passing girls around. I'm like, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. Then Helmet is playing at the Ritz in Ebor, and I'm like, let's go pass girls. There's no girls. There's yeah. a bunch of guys with boots, <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of kicking you in the face. But yeah. I, I got to tell you, there is a code, though. When you go out and do that, you go out and wail, and there's blood, and there's put, but some guy goes down, and he's getting trampled. Everybody stops and picks that guy up, and then they go back and wail each other. I was going to ask that next. It's like, what is the etiquette for looks? Because it's insane to me when you just see a small... Uh, dancing where they just right. punch dancing. Right. I don't know what you call yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm always like, "How? What are the rules? I just got to be a good sport if I get punched in the face." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I go, hey, yeah that's how much. it goes. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. That that's what you're getting into. Yeah. And everybody tries to help everybody out. If somebody yeah. really gets hurt, like Mike said, they'll stop and yeah. pick them up and pull. But them like, over. if I get punched, I don't get to lose my mind. No, I just no, go, you, All right. but that, you're but into what you it. can do is you can go punch somebody else. Yeah, yeah, not even the same guy. You can just go punch anybody. Like, you know what I mean? So, and then you learn like you're a good sport. Yeah, sometimes you get punched. 
Yeah. You want to know how tough you are. You're in there, and then you see girls, and girls doing the same thing. They're yeah. going to punch a bunch of people back, and you're like, this is awesome. That's uh, amazing. girl with a black eye. Look at this girl. She's yeah. in a mini skirt getting passed around. She yeah. keeps trying to pull it down. Yeah. Good yeah. Luck. You know what's happening to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good luck, hon. Yeah. There's a lot of guys getting Cheeto finger that day. Yeah. That's such a fascinating thing. The wall. Did you invent this? Uh, I did not. I saw someone else do it, and I stole it. And then I, and then I, when I did this one, um, you're no longer allowed to to um, point it out at, at clubs. You're no longer no longer you can or, orchestrate it anymore. You can't okay. have in a club. So or? they the fans kind of know to do it on their own, right? But you cannot navigate it, or you oh, they won't have you back anymore. They'll make because it'll be look on at you it, yeah, liability wise. Well, so, I, yeah, I got I'm banned from the whiskey forever for. <laughs> Forever, I, I played there like uh, three times. The, the last time I played, a, a riot broke out. And oh, really? So they're like, you're you out. Like, I like you know, you I wore American flag shorts in Germany, too. That's oh. mad respect. Do, do you want to know why? No. I mean, yes, yeah. but I don't know why. Okay, so I was walking up through the uh, backstage, and all the German guys that were working the, the club, you know, working all the stage stuff, He's my my guitar player had a uh, American flag shirt on or something that said like America or whatever, and he goes yeah Germans hate when we're patriotic and I went oh they do I'll be right back and I yeah. ran back to the bus <laughs> and grabbed those and you're like Apollo yeah, Creed yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah in their country they get in trouble for being patriotic yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. this was a patriotic yeah, yeah, they totally. took it a little I don't bit know too you far you know yeah. a lot about history but uh, had a rough yeah. go for a minute there <laughs> now let, let me ask you get a little background yeah. for our people who don't know Exodus and Generation Kill how did you get started with uh, with doing it. Let's I was see. I was a guitar tech for uh, like a bunch of different guys in, in LA. I lived in LA at the time and um I got a chance to go on tour with Exodus and Megadeth as a guitar tech and uh their singer had quit. They had some guy filling in and then um at the end of the tour I got up and sang one song. Did you know tour. you had any ability to I, do that? No. No. You're just and waiting. then I left, I went home. Or actually, I went to New York, and then they called me, and they're like, hey, you want to come audition? I was like, yeah. And I hung up the phone, and I looked at my... I was getting tattooed, and I was like, I'm going to be singer of Exodus. Yeah. Like, That's <laughs> I flew out there, and I, I ended up getting a gig, and for the next 10 years, man, tour, and lived in a bus. This is going to sound like a stupid question for your listeners, but yeah. I genuinely don't... What does a guitar tech do? Oh, you set up all the amps and tune the guitars. You fix them when they break. You change the strings. You, like, you, it's a pretty sweet gig if you oh, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen to this. This is something I found out. So my, yeah. so I'm, I play in a cover band, yeah. and my guitar player is my best friend, and he he loves Slash. He yeah. So he makes friends with Slash's guitar tech, and then Slash's guitar tech sends him pictures of Slash's setup so that Pete can get the exact same sound oh, and all nice. that. But then I find out that when Slash is out there, and this is probably something that you know and other musicians know, Slash is out there playing, and you know, the tones of the guitar changes and I, because they have these sound effect pedals. Yeah. They don't even do that. The tech the switches pads. in the back. The tech the, switches, the, yeah. the guitar players just play, and the tech is in the back knowing when really? to step on the right. Yeah. So when it goes from dee dee he's in the back switching yeah. it for the guitar player. That's something. That's wild. That's, that's, that ha- that's new. That's like in the last five, eight years they do that. Before that, the guitar player always had a pedal. Yeah. You see those DOD you know. pads or whatever they're yeah. called? Yeah. So then, Pe- yeah. So then, what would happen was like, especially in the in the smaller clubs, when you're playing like a 500 to 800 seater, people. I mean, I always encourage as much mayhem as possible. And then people would come up on stage and they would step, step on, the, on, pedal, yeah. on the pedal by accident. So they started putting the pedal behind and pour beer yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, stuff would get trashed, but I didn't care, man. No. I, I love that. I used to revel in all. I mean, it just would drive my band crazy. But there is something about uh, being up there. 
and playing and seeing the crowd be so into it that gets you into it. And then we do a thing where girls come up on stage. When that crowd, when that stage is filled with girls and you're just in there playing, like leaning against something to hit the right note, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, girls don't go into my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah, for long, their safety. It's long-haired dudes and black T-shirts. No, yeah. no girl, I mean, like, I would imagine you one guys or got two. groupies, no? One or two. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. What are the rest of the guys in your band like? Are they all sent like you, burly rockers or nerds or... Uh, my two guitar players are total nerds. Yeah. All they do is talk about guitars and stuff and, and ooh, this lick and that lick. And yeah, they're just yeah, nerds. Yeah. Uh, drummer's a, a bodybuilder nerd. And, uh, and I'm a, I'm a fat singer. <laughs> uh, this is so, f- and another thing, there's two great stories. And one I think, let me ask you this. I don't remember, we, when I first met you, we talked to a guy on the podcast that did a documentary about, uh, metal and thrash metal and all that mm. stuff. So I don't remember if it was him or you, but uh, at the time, the producer of the podcast was David Bryan's daughter, Gabby, from David Bryan's a keyboard player from Bon Jovi. Right. So I would I was asking the metal guys, I go, when you when you hear like Bon Jovi and hair metal and stuff, do you hate that stuff? And one of the, I thought it was you, but one of the guys was like, no. I mean, one time we were all out one time and. Living on a prayer came on, and we were all like, "We're halfway." Yeah, sing along song. Like we get it, we know it was popular. Uh, and then the other thing, and I was trying to uh, regurgitate the story that you told us about when you go like to the Middle East and you go overseas, you have the you have in your rider. They could either uh, feed you, or you can get the, like the per diem, or get take the money out and go get your own food or whatever. Yeah. And you usually do that. But the one time that they fed you, everybody got sick. Well, yeah. Normally, I would uh, I would eat local, like whatever, whatever country I'm in. I always yeah. try to eat like local uh, food and, and try to stay away from the American stuff. And then we were in Slovenia, and they made us um, just like it was, it was like burritos. But there's no Mexicans in Slovenia, right? I mean, it, was just, it was just wrapped meat, you know, with like uh, sausage, uh, like uh, onions and peppers in it and stuff. And then um, everybody got sick. I got violently ill. Um, and then uh, one of the guys in the other band, he flew home to England the next morning, ended up in the hospital, and he had worms because oh. they had served us oh, dog. God. Oh, dog meat. yeah. You know the comic Keith Robinson? Yeah, yeah. He's I so, love Keith. He's so funny. One time we're at the um, comedy cellar, and keep in mind, Keith wasn't trying to be funny. He's just talking. He Keith is the most naturally miserable human being. Yeah, he was. He's just. He was. I was talking about. I, I was. I was on a TV show where I traveled Sorry. with uh, William Shatner and all these guys. We went to all these different countries, and I was saying, oh, wherever I go, I try to eat authentic. I yeah. try to, you know, I try to just do whatever I'm at. And Keith goes, "F that, man." And I was like, "What?" He goes, "When I go to any country, I don't care where I go, I eat McDonald's." Yeah. And I was like, "Keith, are you serious? Like, really?" He goes, "I don't care about all that trying to be culture." He goes, "Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Lenny, we went to Rome. I went to McDonald's." And again, he wasn't trying to be funny. I was like, "That's an expression yes. when in Rome, right. yeah. you yeah. do as the Romans do." Still eating McDonald's. Yeah. And he goes, My band was like that. I was the only one that tried yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much like I just came back from. Uh, I was in Europe for like 14 days. Yeah, I saw that. I ate, I ate everything I could in Greece, everything I could in Rome, everything I could in Spain, 
And my my son's 15, and my son will want to go to the McDonald's. But the, he's into it differently, not because he doesn't yeah. like the food, but because the McDonald's is so different over there. Uh, and he wants to try. Like, is he young, though? How old is he? There's no sugar. He's 15, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's like, can you believe what you can get in McDonald's? You can get you know? a beer in McDonald's. Yeah, you can yeah. get a beer. You Spaghetti. can get uh, desserts. Like you know? <laughs> yeah, they do. The some... McBet McGetty. <laughs> yeah. 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 I tell you, that's a real. And then we went to Japan. We went to the McDonald's in Japan because you have to see. And then, of course, if you've seen Pulp Fiction and you're in France, you have to go to the sure, McDonald's yeah. over there. So. It's it's uh, almost like a thing you have to do, but yeah, I'm with you. If you're if you can eat local, like in Greece, I ate food that I watched them make from powder to uh, to you know to cheese, you know, yeah. or to, to phyllo bread or whatever, and that was great. To, that was great to eat. Then that experience. Did you eat, uh, in Spain? Did you eat the little fish? The did they give you like the just. It's the whole, you eat the whole thing like a home? No, I would have, yeah. but I didn't. It, that it, and the calamari was incredible. Calamari was great, yeah. and we had black rice, which is a thing yeah, to do. We that. had it once, yeah. and then we couldn't wait to go back to Spain to have it again. <laughs> I'll tell you where, where have you been to uh, Tokyo? Have you yeah. been to Japan? Yeah, yeah. That is where you want to eat some weird stuff. Yeah, man. Because you go to, we, we went to those uh, outside markets, and I don't mean like that Wuhan one where you're eating gross, you know. They yeah. have just like fish and other stuff that you don't, and they cook it right there on the side of the street. And even my wife, that half Jew from Jersey, she was like putting little <laughs> squid in her mouth yeah. and stuff just to try and, you know, be in be I part did of everything. I yeah. ate the crickets, I ate crickets. the beetles, the, yeah. the uh, larvae, the... Um, the it's like a beetle larvae. Yeah, the big, big, big water beetle. bugs and all that. Yeah, there, I, I tried why all that. Why did we? I did it too because we were on TV and they made me do it. Yeah. But, oh yeah, but also. What I was being doing? dared. We're just eating bugs now. Yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much. Oh, welcome to yeah. Asia. We That's have, what they do. We have creatures that yeah. you never think to eat. It's like did, nobody showed you guys See, foods. I'm Sicilian, and I eat weird stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, but I found out from my family. That it was because the Sicilians are really poor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they'd have a, a body of an animal that everybody was cutting up, they're like, what's left? We'll take what's left and make it. So as a result, we're eating tripe. We're eating the head of, of animals. So I yeah. don't mind trying yeah. weird stuff. Can you think of the weirdest thing that you've, that you've eaten? Like, like the I, or the grossest? The what, silkworm. silkworm? It was a it was a larvae about that big, about about half about a shot glass. Oh wow! When you bite into it, it was like Squirt. the first one made me throw up. It oh, was uh, I ate the fried. Why would there be a second one? Yeah. It was like because I was on film, like you. Know, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, oh yeah. you got to eat. I go, yeah. yeah, I am. So I ate it, and uh, it was like it was like pus inside. Oh. It was all white, oh. and it popped like a bubblicious gum. Oh. But it was the worst, <laughs> and I just threw up right there on the street. I was like, all right, give me another one, and I got it, and I ate another one, so I did Good it. Good sport, yeah. though, that man. Yeah. Have you ever seen how silk is made, by the way, from yeah. those silkworms? Yeah. They actually it's put insane. it in a man's mouth, and he throws it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's a, a silk should cost $40 million. Like, <laughs> like a purse shirt yeah. should be like yeah. $50 million if you see how hard it is to make. But yeah. I definitely, I didn't know you could eat them. I guess you could eat anything, right? I don't you, know. Yeah. I, dude, I, I have eaten, I've never gone silkworm up, but I ate, the worst thing I ever put in my mouth was uh, sea urchin. And gefilte fish. I like those, yeah. But, but, fish. So I tried sea urchin here and I threw up. And I was like, the, never, ever, ever, ever again. Then that's I was the in, uni, right? Yeah. The, yeah but uni, then I was I in Japan uni. and they were like, uni. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I swore I wouldn't. And then I did it again. I'm like, well, I'm in Japan. <laughs> in, <laughs> Peru, in Peru, I ate a guinea pig. Oh, did you really? Oh. It's a guinea pig on a, a lie? stick. <laughs> no, nah, it's like a stick. It's like oh a hot dog cart. Gosh. It's a that's guinea pig. A, that's the thing. And when you look at it, you can identify that it's a guinea pig. but it was like. 
It was like going to the pet store and cooking it. And oh. It was like, you know. It they was... kept messing with us so many times. They'd be like, they'd give us a meal, you know, on NBC. They'd give us like a meal. And then the producer would come out and be like, guess what you guys just ate? And we're like, oh, that's oh, a terrible no. game. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Guess what we just, it's not going to yeah. be good. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to be like, you had Kobe beef. You know, it's going to be something disgusting. So we, yeah. we rode to a place in Marrakesh on camels. And then they fed us camel burgers. Oh, which was while balls. you were... And it wasn't terrible, but I guess that's probably the weirdest thing. We eating cook? camel. Yeah, we John cook and camel. I cooked camel hump one time. Or really? camel we meat. do a little cook off thing. Yeah, and they Pretty gave us chew in camel it. meat. We I didn't eat it. I just oh. cooked it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't eat it. Either. They, they gave it to us like a chopped, or they showed us what the ingredients were, and we yeah. had to make something. So. I just put an egg in it and made meatloaf. <laughs> oh, I, I just doused mine with sauce. I had, like, barbecue on it and stuff. Uh, I just kind of wolfed it now. How many countries have you been to? Uh, it's been, like, 40 now. All yeah. Right. But, like, but I will say, every country I go to, the, like, Greek, Greek food is better in Greece, right? Yeah. Like, everywhere you go, it's like, Mexican food's going to be better in Mexico. Yeah. I think uh, sushi, I like American sushi. I like that really? it's got, like, sauces all over it. And oh, yeah, that's We make why. a real, you like, rolls american yeah. Did you try the bento box on the bullet train? Did you take the bullet train? Oh, you get the bento box on the thing? Yes. Go ahead. Go to so, on, it's like the fastest train in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler, the Fonz, buys me this... Toy train, he, and he goes, "Hey, you know, I know you're, you know, like you're like the child of the group, which is so great to be almost forty, yeah. and they look at you like you're the young boy on the trip, you know." So he buys me this toy of uh, of the bullet train, and uh, when I get home, where we've been gone for like months, we get back to my house and I'm unloading all the stuff and all the dumb trinkets and everything that you got from traveling. I put the um, the toy train on my fireplace. And I just go about my life. I go on the road for a week, blah, blah, blah. Like a month and a half later, my house has a stench oh. that is so terrible that we can't, the cleaning ladies can't find it. I can't, nobody knows what this smell is. Right. When Henry Winkler bought me that toy, it's a bento box that had sushi oh, had in it. Oh, food in it. But I didn't know. I so so I was just going, funny. what is that smell? You don't think to like break open all your toys. Yeah. You know, like, uh, if you had a smell in here, you wouldn't be like, maybe it's yeah. our John Lennon Funko Pop. Yeah. You know, so it just was like a terrible smell That's in my so house funny. for months. Yeah, so Wow. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, like I read all these things about Japan before you went there that you could eat in 7-Eleven and all that stuff. But I really enjoyed the fact that you could go into any store no matter what it was, and buy a good... Even the, like the convenience store in my hotel oh, yeah. had great food in there every day. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I tell these guys all the time, skimp on whatever you can except traveling. When you're traveling, get, go and do the most... See the yeah. most things you can and do it the nicest way possible. I'm not yeah. a real adventurous eater, but I do try to, like, adventure-wise. Like, even just being here, like, I'm doing all the Tampa things. Show, show me your best dive bars. Yeah, but... Raise games. Because you, you never know. know also, like, but both of you who go on tour and do these things, you never know when it's going to be over, and then you're going to kick yourself in the ass and be like, I had opportunity to get paid and see all these places and do all these things, yeah. and I didn't take advantage of it. So to realize it while you're doing it is special... Uh, Jeff Dye, who is going to be at Side Splitters this weekend, Jeff called me a couple of weeks ago, and he had been. You're the, by the way, you're the last baseball fan that I know. I, I am. A, oh, really? I grew up a diehard Yankee fan. My great grandmother was a Yankee fan. My grandmother and I have matching Yankee tattoos. This is your year. The Yankees. Yeah, are I know. Killing it, but dude. I got to tell you, I can't get into it at all. When when Derek Jeter retired, I stopped liking baseball. It was really? just. Really. And I'm a huge hockey fan, and I'm a huge Buccaneers fan. And I got Tom Brady now. I just don't have time for baseball. I hate my local team, and I love the Yankees, so it really doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. to me. I just moved on. However, I respect the sport and the people that play, and uh, sometimes people who get to travel have the opportunity to go and throw first pitches. I have thrown the first pitch at a Rays game before, nice. and I appreciated that. It is something about walking out on the mound in front of your teams 
and being there in front of all these people it's in so a situation fun. that you'll never get in real life, yeah. uh, to be able to do that is awesome. And you, how many have you done? Uh, this was my 12th, and then I throw out a first pitch. So I throw the first pitch of the Rays on Wednesday, thanks to you. Yeah. And then on uh, Sunday, I'm throwing out for the Baltimore Orioles in uh, at Camden Yards. Oh, no And that'll be my 13th. Good for you. Yeah, I so, know. Nice, dude. I'm trying to do every That's park. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love baseball. And, yeah. you, and you get to go and visit the park, and then you get to go as a, you know as like a celebrity and get to go out there and be a part of it. And I'm sure some players are like, oh, it's Jeff Dye. And that's such a great feeling. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. And then, um, but I, it's one thing I liked about this trip. Uh, I brought BT, yeah. the, the owner of uh, Side Splitters, but also like his son came, yeah. which I wasn't expecting that. It's so much better to be at a game with a little kid. It's true. Oh my gosh, because I go to Disneyland drunk all the time with my buddy. <laughs> like, we love Disneyland because, like, it's a happy place. You yeah. Know? But when I get to bring my nieces, it's like, oh, this was a little. You're well, doing it different. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, it's better, you know? It like, gets oh, through their eyes. Yeah, yeah. And you, they goof around with them and make sure they have a good time. And having his son there, Donovan, it was, it was, I, I turned to JJ and go, oh, this is way better having, like, a a little kid here, yeah. you know, like so like the everything's exciting to him, or he's making dumb jokes, or he like put on my phone like fart sounds, yeah. or, like, you know, like just like silly, like you play YouTube was like four hours of fart noises, and <laughs> yeah. I just going, yeah, everything's a little bit better when you got like a uh, got a kid I'd with you. Been to Disney World a bunch of times, and I'm like, yeah, Disney World uh, once a year, maybe at Christmas time. But when you have a little kid, especially a little girl that wants to go, then you're like, this That's is an entirely better. different situation. I, I will never, ever forget the feeling that I had after watching Yankee games for all these years in the old Yankee Stadium. That first time that I walked around that wall, looked down the corridor, and there it was, the field right in front of me. That feeling was one of the best feelings I ever got in my life. I still feel like that. Y- yes. And, and you probably, like, I would feel the same way. Uh, and, you know, I'm a little bit jaded now because I've been inside so many stadiums and events and stuff, but. I try to live through my kids with that now, except my kids are so goddamn spoiled. You know, my son actually said to me one time when he was little, he goes, I go, hey, we're going to go to this concert. And he goes, are we going to sit in the front row or in one of those boxes where they serve food? Like, oh, I go, that's all that you know. That is all that you know is those two things. <laughs> Once but, you do it, you never want to. I don't want to go stand in the crowd anymore. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, I got to tell you, he went to, he's 15, and he, he, likes, um, he likes rap and all that stuff. And he went to go see a band at the Ritz in Ebor where I saw Helmet. And I let him go with it by himself with his friends, and he saw his first mosh pit for the first time. Yeah, they were moshing around. That's concert. what I was going to say. We should, me and your son should go see his show and be like, no, oh, yeah. are we going to sit in the front where we get concussions? <laughs> or, <laughs> or, uh, are we going to be in the back with uh, one girl at the show? <laughs> you be the east, my son will be the west. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you, though, I, I'm a little bit nervous because he's my son, but he's also your size. So I like that he's going to concerts because to me, those are my greatest memories to be young and go to concerts by oh, myself yeah. and experience oh, yeah, those things man. where the best things ever, as rowdy as they were or as slow as they were, you, it's like traveling. you got to get as many in as possible. I grew yeah. up in Seattle, so like oh. when I was young, a little sp- punk skater kid, we used to like literally sneak in to like some of, like the, I think we saw Nirvana like at the Crocodile when I was oh, like super man. young. We didn't see it, see it. Right, right, we didn't have tickets. There, we there, got yeah. kicked out, but they yeah. were on the marquee, and we were in there with our dumb skateboards, and they're like, get out of here. Not, you know, but there were so many great bands that came through there, and those are some of my fondest memories. You know? Yeah, you have to you have to get out. Who do you who do you as a as a band as a singer? Who do you like now that you go see, or who do you hate? Yeah, um, uh, you know, I don't, being a musician, I don't really I don't really hate anybody. I just say like, yeah, it's just not my thing. You yeah, know what I mean, but uh, I will drive um, long distance to see uh, 
The band Clutch. I hope you, I was hoping oh, you'd I, like, I was hoping you'd be like Celine Dion is my uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Clutch is good. Goo Goo Dolls. Clutch. <laughs> I saw um, Clutch at Janice and Clutch is so great because they're heavy and they're great, but they look like just a bunch of dads up there. They are a bunch uh, of dads. <laughs> it's <laughs> so great. It is, yeah. That's most bands. Um, so yeah, Clutch, uh, I will drive to see uh uh that's about it. Yeah. And, you know, it narrows down as you get older. So I, you know, I live like 20 minutes outside Phoenix. So most places are, most bands are within 20 minutes. And that's a decent drive. Right. Anything more than that, I'm, I'm not going to the west side. Yeah. Uh, maybe to go see, I, I'll, when the Rangers play Coyotes, I'll drive to Glendale. But next, this year it's, it's in Tempe. So it's like, I'm hoping that, that Coyotes go to the Stanley Cup final because a 5,000 seater oh. would be just miraculous. I mean, it's not going to happen, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the Yotes. I, went, yeah. I saw a few games there when yeah. I, I like Arizona a lot. Hockey's yeah. become that sport where I don't even care who's playing. I mean, I love lighting. I watch I them all, but I watch them all, yeah. I hate, every, I hate every team but mine. I hate everybody but the Rangers. Yeah. They're all. What'd you say? I became friends with Cooper. Oh, I, oh yeah? yeah, yeah you yeah. tell me that. Really? Uh, nice. And, and totally or, organically. We were at a, a golf tournament about a year ago when I... Actually, it's funny because I called you from yeah. the golf. I was like real banged up in the morning. <laughs> we drank all through the night, got hammered. Not me and Cooper, like just me with some some other guys. And... Uh, and then I got in my car service to like go for our tea time. I hadn't even slept. I'm all banged up. And the guy's listening to you. Oh. And I go, oh, you know, I know this oh, guy. Right. <laughs> I go, I know this guy. And he's like, he's like, okay. And I was like, you listen to him? He goes, yeah, every day. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call him because I thought it made me, I don't know, I'm drunk. Right. I thought it made me look cool or whatever. I don't know what the heck I did. And then I left you this really weird voicemail. And then I regret doing it. I was like, that was pretty stupid. No, no. I was very, I remember getting it later on. Yeah. And I was very impressed that the guy <laughs> on the other side of the country was listening to it. He was obsessed. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that happens. Sometimes we get calls from all over the place but yeah thank god for the internet that that makes that possible but no i love that stuff Are you oh kidding good me? Yeah, yeah i yeah, felt no. pretty embarrassed but <laughs> so that but like that night it was like we were at gazra like this this billionaire's house and his uh there was this kid that was super funny there was like some kid and he was saying all this hilarious stuff and then his kids were saying all this hilarious stuff and they knew i was the comedian that was hired for the event so maybe they were showing off a little right. bit but they were so funny and i started goofing around with them and you know whatever and then this man comes over and I go, you, you talk to these kids and I'm trying not to curse. I was like, these kids are well, freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, that's my son. And I go, oh, really? He's a funny kid. And so me and him start chopping it up. Had no idea who's the... Coach. Yeah, the back The winningest back, coach in the NHL. Yeah, Stanley yeah. Cup yeah. champion. I couldn't believe it. He is... Uh, so get this. He is... I always wonder how people get to where they got. He's a lawyer. Never oh, played really? hockey. Uh, and is now the winningest coach in the history of the, of the NHL. Uh, he, it's just amazing that he, uh, like, like COVID, to, 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 to find your way not only into being a head coach in the NHL but being a winning head coach. That's wild. It is. It's amazing. He didn't didn't play. Didn't. Uh, yeah, it's very rare. So and yes, extremely nice guy. When my son first started playing hockey, this community is the lighting is really good in the community with the hockey players, and uh, he showed up to a, a local hockey place his kid was playing. And I wanted my kid to take a picture with him, and I was like, I don't want to bother him, and I don't want to. Then my buddy's like, I got Coop, can I take a picture with the kid? He's like, yeah, no problem. Came up, yeah, he was a super sweet nicest guy. guy yeah. dude. He's so. literally in the midst of a Stanley Cup against the Avalanche, and he's texting back and forth with a comedian he met yeah. in Idaho. Yeah. And he's like, I think we got him tonight. And I was like, I can't. I'm still like wondering if this is actually him or not. Like, That's it's such awesome. a, yeah, He's a really cool guy, really down to earth. Uh, did you say earlier you were on tour of Megadeth? Yeah. I just want... Do you and Mustaine get along? Do you know him at all? Yeah. 
He hates Joe. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, Dave. Oh, Sorry, Dave. Dave. Which guy? Dave. Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine hates, hates most people. But he didn't. Especially me. He was actually nice to me. He, didn't, he never. But I've seen him be real mean to everyone around me. But he just was never that way to me. What'd he, you do? Joe screwed up. I screwed I misspelled. You, 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 I misspelled Megadeth. Oh, uh, you spelled and, it death with an A. Yeah, and, yeah. and then I was oh, showing right. I was showing video of his... The first thing they said to me was, like, Dave wants to come in the studio and do the show, but he's kind of burnt out on talking about the Metallica stuff, and I go, oh, that's old. I'm not... No, it's, no bring him in. No problem. First thing this guy shows is a video of Metallica uh, on stage, because uh, I guess they were on tour together, uh, yeah. And, and it was it, accident. It was accident. Yeah, it was accident yeah. for, like, 15 minutes, and finally, yeah. Mustaine can't not see it anymore, and he's like, I don't know why this guy showed me. Like, oh. And then you spelled Megadeth wrong. Yeah. He yeah, wanted me to fire more. Joe that day. Hey, I, made fun, that. I made fun of his shirt last time he saw me. He gave me a dirty look, and, <laughs> and that was it. I haven't talked to him Wait, since. so what's the big deal that he didn't want to talk about Metallica? He, was, he, he Metallica. got kicked out of Metallica. He, he threw him oh. out, and then became the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Also, be like if you played Hollywood video movies over there. I'd be like, hey, they fired me when I was, when I was young. <laughs> Sore subject, Joe. Playing Hollywood video clips. He he played a festival that I worked at at a radio station one time and, uh, you know, he's like red hair and, and pasty white. And one of my worst memories ever is him taking off his shirt and some woman slathering uh, sunblock on him. Right. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was gross, but uh, that's, that's what stuck in my head when I think of him. Uh, uh, this is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill. They are playing tonight at uh, the Brass Mug. Brass Mug is a spot to go see uh, metal bands, so tonight will be a good time. 20 and, bucks at the door. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Dye is going to be uh, tonight and tomorrow night at Side Splitters in Carrollwood, and uh, you can get tickets there at SidesplittersComedy.com and uh, throw in the first pitch at the Rays game, which yeah. is Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday was pretty sweet. Yeah, that that was good. Uh, who are they playing? I don't even know who they were. Toronto playing. Blue Jays, and there was more Blue Jay fans there than Rays fans. Of which course, is a little disappointing. It's not. It listen. It's it's typical of the. You have two. You have two problems. You have a stadium that nobody wants to play in right. for some reason, and then you have a uh, look. I like air conditioning. I liked it. You know, I like being inside. I misremembered how because I've t- I talked trash about Tropicana because I've been to every park. I went to every park in one season once. Right. And I always go, Dad, Tampa's the worst. But then after sitting in there and, and I was going, no, I was wrong. I'm misremembering yeah. this. It's pretty nice. I sat mm. in Miami to watch the Marlins when they played at Joe Robbie Stadium, and after four. <sighs> innings had sunburn and i was like this is the worst ever yeah. and then uh uh you know you're in tropicana field and it's air conditioned and they're just very family friendly it's not it's i liked not, it a lot yeah the the stadium but they don't it's like the location they it is the location it's very hard to get to and for some reason the owners are douchebags and they don't want to cooperate with the you know so it's it's it is what it is your That's boy ruined miami which well jeter yeah he didn't he didn't help. He made some terrible decisions on yeah. the trades. Then he took out that big mural in center field and made it outside the park. Yeah. He removed the uh, the fish tank that was on the in the backstop of the behind the thing. He fired the mascot. Derek Jeter in one year did more damage to to a major <laughs> wow. league franchise. Yeah, he's like get rid of all the fun. And if anybody who's got more than ten RBIs, trade him away. I mean, he, he ruined that team. I don't know what I don't wow. I don't know what the whole thing was there and why he would be interested in that or what the deal was. So I don't know. Weird. I saw a picture of him the other day. So so let me tell you real quick. I, I came back on a flight one time. It was a JetBlue flight back from New York. And you know at JetBlue, they don't have like a first class, but they have like these wider seats. So anyway, I, I had a whole row. The only people in the first class of JetBlue were me and two girls. And Nikki Bella, or yeah, Nikki Bella from the Bella Twins yeah. was on the flight, and she was the second hottest girl on the flight. The <laughs> other girl was this gorgeous blonde who I'd never seen before, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe that there was a girl hotter than Nikki Bella. <laughs> and then when we got off the flight and we went over to the baggage thing, 
This girl got her bag, her Louis Vuitton carry-on, rolled out, a Mercedes pulled up, Derek Jeter was in it, picked her up and drove away, and that was Derek Jeter, became his wife. Uh, and then I thought I would retire and spend time making sweet love to her. And I saw a picture of him the other day on Instagram where he was sitting there and his two daughters were painting his fingernails, something that I've been through as a father of a girl, and I went, sure. that's where you should be. Yeah. Stop with the baseball, the, yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. Enjoy what you did and let your daughters paint your fingers. Did you watch that uh, documentary, The Captain? I told I told Pete last night. I'm like, I want to be able to sit down and binge the whole thing straight. Yeah, through, so, so I, I watched it. part of it last night. It's really good. I'm sure. I mean, and he comes off great in it. I need to watch it for this reason. And forgive me, Mike. Yeah, I need to watch it because I think he's so overrated. Really? I think Derek Jeter hmm. is so overrated. So let me tell you, I don't, I'm not, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I, first of all, I think he is, it, on the scheme of things, as far as baseball goes and shortstops and all that, I understand why if you're not a Yankee fan, yeah. you would say that. But as a Yankee fan who grew up in the 70s through the, we had a couple of good years and then a whole bunch of bad years. And then we had Steinbrenner and Billy Martin and fights. And the, yeah. Then you get this kid from Michigan who becomes uh, such a clutch player for the team, yeah. becomes the guy, the glue that the holds that team all together, the, the captain of yeah. the Yankees. I mean, the, the real, and then also because he's gorgeous, every mother, every Italian grandmother, everybody loves Derek Jeter. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not just his baseball stats. It's what he did for to elevate the Yankees back yeah. to where they needed to be. And plus, you got a guy who's been to, you know, he's got all these World Series rings and all these things, and then he does that thing where he runs into the stands and comes up bloody-faced with the ball. Right. That's what you want all your players to play like. So he became a new, you know, all these years of drunken players and fights and all that stuff, and then he just became the new face that makes of, sense. of baseball and of that team. And, and I'm an easy sell, so I'm sure I'll watch that, and I'll be like, yeah, the captain, because yeah, yeah. I'm easily persuaded, which is a nice thing about right. me. Like, you can show me anything, I'll be like, yeah, that's, that is Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why I don't ever go to the Scientology buildings. I'm the only one who defends Scientology, and then they're like, you should come here. And I go, no, no, no. no, no." Because the minute I I walk in, I'll be like, I want to be. Give me one of those robes. I'm in. But I will say that with the Derek Jeter thing, it's like when you watch the All-Star game, like they'll, they'll, they're never going to intentionally walk Trout because then they got a pitch to Aaron Judge. You know, right, like, like right. it's it's one of those things. And that was Derek Jeter's whole career. Yeah, nobody was like, oh, we'll pitch around Jeter. Like the lineup was stacked. Yeah, Chuck Knobloch looked like a stud I on mean, the Yankees. Scott Chuck Knobloch couldn't like, throw the ball from second base to yeah. first base, and still they kept him on the team. That's how good. Yeah, yeah. No, look, they those years for the Yankees, that greatest baseball team ever combined yeah. was so much fun to watch. I think it's why I have a hard time watching it now. It's not that Aaron Judge isn't great and those other guys, you know, but it's that I mean I had I had Jeter, Posada, O'Neal, Wells, yeah, great, Cone. Great I mean like they were just it was it was awesome. And you got Kiermeyer on the Rays, right? I was just telling yeah. these guys that I was at the game with the kid is handsome, so talented, one of the best arms in baseball, one of the best gloves. Incredible hitter. No one talks about him anywhere in the country because he's on the race. Right. If that guy was on the Yankees, be the way su- Jeter was, like he'd be paying him four hundred fifty million dollars easy. I said to Kiermaier, I go, I'm positive that you have a small penis. <laughs> he's like, Why would you say that? I go, You're a millionaire baseball player with gorgeous blue eyes. Yeah. Something's got to be wrong. And he's so talented. He's so talented. Like David Beckham, huge penis, beautiful hair. Good-looking guy, great soccer talent, uh, uh, voice of a clown. The God punished him with the one thing, voice of a clown. Give him a big hog in the voice of a clown. Kiermaier, good voice, good everything. And then Kiermaier looked at me and goes, it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is. is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, uh, 
I'm a hockey guy now, so yeah. I mean that's I think that to watch this team that we have again, everybody loves a team of young kids that just come out of nowhere and become great. And I'll tell you, you're a Ranger guy. I mean, I loved when when Gretzky and Messier played on the Rangers together. It was so great to watch at that time, and to see them come here. And then I asked uh, Vincent LeCavier, who was our star player at the time, you grew up watching Wayne Gretzky and admiring. Like, the first time you pick up a stick, he's like, because I want to be Wayne Gretzky. And now you're coming down the ice and Gretzky's coming at you. What that must be like, you know what I mean? That's just, just It must be the best feeling in the world to know you're, you're at that level now. Yeah. That's our great. team's good right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took you to game six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're, the fact that we went there twice is great, but there's no changes to make us think we won't be there again next year. So You don't think so? No, I, I don't mean, know if we're going no, hockey. I'm I've only won't, there's nothing has happened. We haven't lost any players to oh, where okay. we'd be like, oh, we can't do it now. I mean, we're still intact. That's so. great. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun time for us. I just started watching hockey this year. Yeah, it, once you go to a game, you're Well, in. I've been to a bunch. I'm just I'm such a homer that, like, Seattle never had a team. Right. And now the Seattle has the Kraken. Kraken mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is my year to start watching Jump hockey. In, yeah. And it's so exciting. That's how I was here. And then people like mock, oh Tampa. Like uh, we had, we fought the whole city of Boston one time because Boston kept trying to say that uh, the the Rays uh, that the uh, Lightning fans didn't exist and blah, blah blah. I'm like, we hold Lightning team attendance records for the NHL. That's and funny. and you say because it's hot here, it's like we don't know how to make ice. Like I don't get the jokes. Yeah. We're and not to mention the fact that now we're just collecting Stanley Cups. So Florida in general gets a bad rap. Just it's so annoying. Most of it's true for it's the Rays. It is general. mostly true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could say I think everything I've ever heard about Florida, I go. You could you could say that about Arkansas. You could say it about Tennessee. No, Virginia. No. <laughs> last week, last week a guy got arrested. He he had a pound of meth and an alligator in the bed of his truck, no driver's license, and was high. And they they chased him and pulled him over. So that guy that's ruled. not that's not happening. I love in, Florida man in, in Minnesota. Yeah. I want right. to meet that guy now. That's true. Bobby, party with that guy. Bobby Kelly. I keep trying to get him to move here. Like during the pandemic, he's like, I don't have to stay here. I don't have anything here anymore. I can't go to the clubs every night. I go, move here. It'd be great. And he's like, I'm not going to move where you live because you got a dinosaur in your backyard because I got an alligator that lives in the lake in the back. And not a pet. It just lives out. That's far to every lake has an alligator. Yeah. And he can't get past that. He's like, it I'm not wild. doing it. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's cool. I, I mean, it's it's cool. cool. It's the coolest thing about it. Like, like I'm not going to go out there and, and mess with it, but I know it's there and we respect each other's you know, turf. I, and that's I'd just be feeding it, never man. gets to get in any body of water. I'd be ever. feeding it and, yeah. and, and naming it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And got a divorce coming guys. up, you know, yeah. Plenty nice, guys yeah, like yeah. you that are doing that too. Take, the, take whatever's left over and just throw it to the alligator. Yeah, so I moved to Phoenix because I'd be Florida man for sure. <laughs> for sure, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, it is so great to have you both here, and thank you for coming on together because yeah. this always makes things more interesting. I'm bummed. Yeah, I, I want to check out this show. So yeah. this guy, tell him real quick. This guy goes over to Germany and he discovers the Ramones. A couple oh, of years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like he never really knew the Ramones music. He goes yeah, to the you know, museum. Yeah, like I was saying, like I'm easy sell, you know. Right. Like I, my instinct is just like make fun of things and tease things. Come yeah, to right. me. I was a uh, one of our camera guys was like he's like my we just had a baby and now I'm gone for a long time. My wife is gonna like divorce me. Right. He goes. I heard there's this museum to the Ramones. Me and my wife love the Ramones. I'd love to. And I go. Yeah, let's take the car because all the all the talent gets their own cars. Right. So I say yeah. Let's go. To the, we go to this thing. Some dumb bar. We're in there. I've never heard of the Ramones. I don't care. You know, I'm just going, whatever. I can drink. But I start looking around. I start looking at all the stuff. 
And I was like, look at this idiot, Joey Ramone. Yeah. <laughs> what is how weird looking, looking lady? Yeah. Like he just looks and like his face is melting, this chinless weirdo. But then in my head, I'm going, shame on you, Jeff. You're a grown up. Don't be mean to this guy. And I was like, I also have never seen anybody that looks like that. Uh. So that's pretty cool. You know? And then my mind went to like, actually, he's got his own thing going. I kind of like that. And then there's like an interview. He was very funny. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. So in like a matter of 60 seconds, my whole opinion changed of Joey Ramone. <laughs> right. And then I have also never heard this. I didn't know anything about him. I started looking at all the shirts and the songs. And I was like, you know what? These guys are all right, man. These yeah. So I, I text my buddies because it's Jeremy's far away. I don't know what time it is here. And I go, you know what? When I get home, I'm making a lot of money. I'm taking you guys all to a Ramones concert. <laughs> and my friends who are way smarter than me, they're like, are you sitting down, Jeff? <laughs> There's only one left. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, they're all dead. <laughs> There's one that's sort of alive, yeah. and he was sort of in the band. He was, he was like, yeah. yeah, he was like a third Wasn't generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And I was like, yeah. what? And they're like, yeah, you idiot. Like, uh, you got on too late. Yeah. Like, uh, but Don't like, tell them about Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so easily swayed. If you went to my house, yeah. you'd think I've been a Ramones fan since I was a kid. I've got all this, like, rare art of them. I have prayer candles. I'll grab, I'll grab you a CD, you play it, and then you'll 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 be terrified. Terrified little kids with it. It's, I love it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an easy sell. I'm like a consumer's yeah. dream. I have a, a buddy of mine who owns a pawn shop, and one of the, uh, one of the Ramones guys' girlfriends went in there and just pawned a bunch of stuff. So he got me that autographed poster by all oh, the nice. man. That was what you saw. That it's in the back corner over there. That's oh, what yeah. you, that's what made you think of it last time you were that's here. That's really rare too. Yeah. Was, Yo, dude, uh, they didn't sign a lot of crap, and then because um, they're they're too cool, man. They were just like, "Why? Yeah, we're not yeah. doing this." I love it. I, My I, buddy worked for him for twenty years. Oh, really? Yeah. He, they only toured in a van. They yep. they didn't do buses. They only they toured everywhere in a van. I am sure that which you is guys brutal. know this, you guys are like music heads, but like the um, the KKK took my baby away. Like uh, it's because he slept with his girlfriend. Yeah. And then he had to sing a song every night. Right. And, his buddy, and, and the guitar player was a right-wing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. night, like a song, basically just dunking on him. <laughs> There's so many cool things about him. Yeah, One yeah. of the things that he said, it was like, um, this was at the museum. He was like, they were getting out of their van to go eat. And the tour manager's wrangling these guys, you know, which is just must have been a nightmare. Yeah. Actually, any tour manager must be a tough job. And he's getting them all out of the van. And this little old lady comes up to the tour manager and goes, she goes, I just want to say I think it's great the way you're taking care of these retarded guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happens every day in my bus, man. Every day. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll never forget Stuttering John. Uh, you know, he would go on the street for Howard and he would ask you know, these dumb questions. And he grabbed Joey one time. Joey was walking. And he goes, Joey. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, are you a Jew? And Joey goes, who wants to know? <laughs> get all, get all it was one of my favorite things. All right, go see Generation Kill tonight. Rob Dukes and the band add to Brass Mug. Go see Jeff Die this weekend. He's at Sidespoids and Cowood. It's great to see both of you. Thank you for getting up early. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.